Um, if you don't know, I'm throwing this out here early. Amen. If if you are don't know yet, I, I know I had. I don't think I mentioned it. I don't think, think uh, Pastor Valley mentioned it as well. But we're going to all be together on Easter uh, Sunday. Now this is what I'm believing. I'm believing, and it's not just about hear me. It's not just about numbers. All right? But this is what I'm believing. We're going to have the largest number of people. You say, well, brother, you just said it's not just about a number. It's not. But I got to, I'm going to just say. One. That's one soul. Two. That's two souls. Three. That's three souls. You see, I'm putting the soul with the numbers. The more people you count, the more souls you touch. No, it's not just about a number. But we need to understand the more people, the more people get touched. The more people get ministered to. Hello? I heard somebody say, you know, you're just trying to get me to come to your church. You better believe I am. No, McDonald's is not trying to get you to go to their store. Walmart is telling you to stay away. Sears is telling you to keep out. No, I don't think so. Everybody's trying to get you to come to their business or their venue or whatever they have to offer. And I believe we have the best thing to offer on the planet. Why not? offer what we had. Amen. I want to talk to you for a couple of minutes. And we all know in Pentecostal terms a couple doesn't mean a couple. I love it. If I can, if I can stretch uh, if I can stretch uh, that's uh, next week. Right? Today is what? Yeah, it's not the first. Yeah. Thank you though. Um, if I if I could stretch money like I could stretch minutes, <laughs> I would be all right. Because I can take a couple of minutes. I'm going to talk to you for a couple of minutes. If I could stretch a couple of dollars like I could stretch a couple of minutes, friend, I would be okay. Amen. But anyway, 2 Kings chapter 6. It's good to see brother and sister Milton in the house tonight. Obviously, there are no strangers. They're definitely not guests. Some of you who, who don't, who may not know them, uh, you wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for their ministry, their efforts, etc. When we first started a Bible study uh, in, in Baltimore, and it was uh, felt that we could start a, a, a house church service, I forget what it was called, a house congregation, and I don't know, something like that. Is that what it was called? This was cell group. No, after the cell group and all that, when they, I don't know what it was called. But anyway, we had church in the house. I mean, we had church in the house. 
uh, in the house. And, uh, and uh, so he got this thing going and uh, was pulled, pulled away to uh, minister. And actually he started, how many uh, congregations you started now, Brother Middleton? How many has it been? Uh, it depends who we listen to. Five to seven. Four and a half. Well, hopefully we're not the half, brother. <laughs> Amen. Hopefully we're two or something. But anyway, and uh, in, uh, in addition to the starting, uh, his responsibility is to go and help get uh, ministry started and going and all that. And his wife, so we're glad to have them in service with us tonight. Amen. Um, he's a part of the uh, executive council for our entire church body and so sometimes he'll come here and preach, sometimes he'll come here and observe, sometimes he'll come here and love and to be loved. So make sure you love on them when they are here. Second Kings chapter 6 verse number 8. Place that on the screen for me. I'm going to read down, I'm going to read for just a few verses of scripture. A few as relative once again. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 6 verse number 8. Before we before we pray, I mean, I'm sorry, before we read, can we pray? All right, I want you to join somebody's hand. We're going to bind distraction in the house tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, pray that God will settle our spirit. I know we're excited. That's a great thing. I love to be excited. But I want my spirit to be settled to be able to receive what the Lord has for us tonight. Father, in the, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your wonderful presence and your spirit. And, Lord, the spirit of liberty that you have given us, Lord, that we can come into the house of God and to begin to express ourselves freely. God, to begin to, to loosen ourselves and, and just have a wonderful time in your presence. But Father, right now I ask you to bring forth a, a sense of unity and oneness in this house, oh God. Give us ears to hear what you would have to say, Lord. Lord, give us a heart to, that would receive what you would have to, for us tonight, Lord. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that your purpose and your direction, Lord, and, and your will, Lord, would be done here tonight in us. We're not here just to go through the church motions, Lord. We're not here just to participate in religious activity. But we're here, Lord, to participate in your kingdom. We're here to receive your direction and your instruction. We're here, Lord, to get a word from on high. We're here, Lord, to go forth into this world and, and, and to glorify and to magnify your name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, have your way, free course in this house tonight. Minister to your people, O oh Lord, with your divine word and your power, the power of your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, everything that is not like you, we renounce it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody offer up a shout of praise in him right now. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody wants you to shout out, I, I want what the Lord has for me tonight. By faith. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse number 8, we'll begin there. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel, which was the people of God. Amen. I don't care who you are, 
how long you've been living for God, you will always have war. Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall my camp be. The enemy said, My camp is going to be here. My camp is going to be there. And he, he conversed with his people and said, Hey, this is what I'm going to set up my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place. Hey, your enemy is going to be in this place, and I want to let you know, don't go here. Your enemy will be in that place, and I want you to know, you need to just go around that particular place. It was like that, for thither the Syrians have come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place with uh, which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there not once nor twice. I don't know how many times it was that the man of God said, hey, you don't want to go in this place and you don't want to go in that place. But he warned him more than two times. Therefore, the heart of the king of the Syria of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Now, I'm just talking to my people, my peeps, and, and somebody's going out telling them, I, I, I think we had what they call it, a mole. And one of his servants said, none, my lord. You don't have a mole here. You don't have a traitor here. Oh, king, but Elisha, the prophet, that is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchambers. As soon as you open your mouth, the man of God hears it. He may not be right there, but he hears what you're saying. Amen. And, and so he goes on to say, he said, go and spy where he is. Now he was after the king of Israel first. And, and the king of Israel, he could not capture him because the man of God was connected with God. Oh, man, that seems kind of strange. But the man of God was connected with God and gave a word to help the people of God. Oh, hallelujah. And he said, go and spy. And he said, this guy's in your bedchamber. Good God. And he said, go and spy where he is that I, I may send and fetch him. And, he, and he, it was told him saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Or Do Dothan. Therefore sent thither, he sent thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. So here we are, the backdrop of the story. The man of God is there in the, in the room with, with the, his servant. And his servant looks out of the window. He looks all around. And here he sees thousands of chariots and horses. And his servant said unto him, Alas, master. Oh, oh my goodness. That was one of those, oh, uh, what is it we use? Oh, no, OMG. It was one of those OMGs. Alas, my master. How shall we do? Now, it wasn't that calm. This man was fearful for his life. I want you just to hear me for a couple of minutes before you're seated. This man was concerned that he had come to the end of the road. He did not expect to make it out of this situation. 
He did not expect to escape. It was just he and the man of God, just two people against the armies of Israel. And he looked out of the window and all he can see was the number of the enemy. And Elijah said unto him, this is not, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry, I kind of missed one. And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I know you've been standing for a while. You're about to be seated. So you get excited about that. Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Now, the man's eyes was already open. But he could only see so far. He looked all around and all he could see was his circumstance. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. I want to preach to you on the subject, virtual reality is not finality. Virtual reality is not finality. Won't you clap your hands while you're proceeding? Amen. Praise God. Uh, uh, the Lord kind of imparted a couple of things, and uh, I I uh, was kind of looking at some of my uh, circumstances that I am dealing with, uh, physical circumstances, and uh, and even uh, church circumstances, and and I, I began to look at those things, and a feeling of negativity began to set in. Uh, actually, I kind of, it was almost like I, I kind of just kind of just sunk in my place where I was. And I, I, a, a feeling almost of despair kind of just gripped me. And, and I know none of you go through anything like that where, you know, you don't think about any problems you're going through and everything else. Uh, it's rah, rah, hip hop, hooray, and all that. I understand that. But I had one of those moments, Brother Valley, where I, you know, I just began to just think about some stuff and not some good stuff. Now, I, I don't know about you, but everything that happen in, happens in my life, even right now, is not all good. Amen. And I don't think God ever promised me everything was going to be good. He said all things will work together for good, but not that everything would be good. And, and I began to do what you call a Take a per, uh, per, what's it called? Panoramic view? What's it called? Panoramic. Yeah, I'll get it right. A panoramic view. And I just began to look around. And sometimes we come in here and, and we look around. And we do that panoramic view. Thank you very much for helping me out. And now when you, when you are, when you try to buy a, a, a house or whatever, you don't really have to go to the house. You can do one of those virtual reality type deals and virtual view and you can actually do a 360 and look at everything. 
And, and, and you, and, and I'm gonna tell you what, I was, I just had my house on the market, uh, last year, right? And, and I tell you what, that realtor, they brought that camera in there, and I don't know what type of camera they, they had, they had my rooms, I had a, uh, maybe a 12 by 15 room. They made that thing look like it was about 20 by 30. <laughs> they looked, they made my backyard look like it was a mile long. I said, man, how did they do that? Man, they had that thing looking right all around. I mean, my carpet was like brand new, and I know them things. That thing about 10 years old. Man, they had that thing. They had everything just fixed and, and, and everything. I'm like, man, is this my house? It looked, it was my house, but the virtual reality kind of deceived what it really looked like. And I began to look at different things. And God says, I know how you're looking. You're looking and, and you know how you, you had this thing there. And I forget what it's called. And you put that thing on your head, the gearbox and all that. And what it's called? Huh? Oh, you talking about an uh, uh, Oculus Rift? You sound like a, a, a game. Is that some game you're talking about? I don't know. But I trust you. But virtual reality, right? You put that thing on your head and you've seen the commercials. Don't act like you hadn't. And, and people... On their face and they doing all this and woo, jumping all around and I told my wife I don't want that foolishness stuff all on my head. Now some of you okay, you know what? You get caught in that and it seems so real, and it's just as real as you can get, but it's virtual reality. It's real to you at that moment as long as you have on the gear. If you put the gear on, it's just as real as real life. But I have a problem. It's really not that real. There are some things that are missing. Now, I, I'm going to break this thing down to you a little bit. And I just want to give you some scripture. And hopefully, uh, God and, and, and he, you know me can help you just being an instrument. The Bible says, uh, no, the Bible. Oh. <laughs> Webster, we might as well call it the Bible. <laughs> Webster calls, he says, virtual reality is a created environment that is presented to the user in such a way that the user suspends belief. And hear that. It's a reality that's created uh, with the, the, a created environment that is uh, uh, presented to the user in such a way that the user suspends belief and accepts it as real environment. Virtual reality is primarily experienced through the two of the five senses, sight and sound. We too busy look at what we see and what, what we hear and often what we feel. And we look at that and we say, this is the finality. I'm here to tell you that your virtual reality is not your finality. What you're surrounded by and what you may go through. Hey, I know you're going through something, but it may not be everything. It may not be the full picture. It may not be the complete story. And so, virtual actually means in general... Uh, the quality of affecting or affecting something without actually being that something. Something that exists in essence, but not in fact. It's been such in power, force, or effect, though not actually or expressly such. 
So it can be something in essence, but not in fact. It can be something that's transpiring, but we don't have the full disclosure. Many times God will allow us to be uh, involved in something or to participate in something or to be enveloped with something or buy something for a season. And sometimes that season can be a long season. Sometimes we can go through droughts and, and sometimes we can go through things where it seems like nothing is happening. And quite frankly, it can even be worse where it seems like all hell is breaking loose in and on my life. And just like this servant, he couldn't understand. I'm with the man of God and I'm in the place that God told us to be in and why is the enemy having me surrounded but he didn't understand God was on the brink of doing something miraculous God was on the brink of doing something awesome we've come in this building for two years and and we've seen the numbers bump up a little and then bump down a lot we've seen the numbers go and come and and we participated in service and and it seems like we can never break through beyond where we are but I'm here to tell you right now it doesn't matter what it seems like it doesn't matter what it looks like it doesn't matter what it sounds like it doesn't matter what it feels like it doesn't matter what hopelessness come in your mind I'm telling you that is just the virtual reality but that's not the finality hey we're going somewhere and we're about to get there fast hey this is the year that we're going to see the things of God I wish I had somebody believe that tonight it's very easy to look at our circumstance And just sit back and just settle. Well, I'll wait and see if God is going to do something. I'll wait and see if God will, will, something will happen. And I'll just sit back and I won't believe in too many of us will throw the promises of God away. Some of us will throw the things that God has given us and dreams and hopes and because it has taken too long. I'm sorry if I, if God gave me something to hope for, I want to hold on to that like an anchor and I don't want to let it go. I don't care how long it takes. God began to deal with me about my virtual reality. I said, because, you know, you say something is, you know, you say, well, you know, that's virtually, you know, you throw that, you use that terminology, that's, that's virtually impossible. Or that's, that's virtually whatever. And when we throw that word virtually in, we're actually saying it's, it's almost. Hear me? It's almost. And so that's where we need to get to. Hey, I know what it looks like. It doesn't look quite right, but I'm telling you what, just because it looks this way, I need to understand that may be more to the picture than I see. I need to begin to look from God's vantage point. So God uh, uh, gave this servant the ability to see like the man of God saw. And I know too many times you hear the man of God say, oh, we're going to have a 100,000 and we're going to have 200,000 and we're going to have congregation at the congregation and daughter work at the daughter work. And some of you say, oh, yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll see that. Okay. Oh, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It's easy to believe in the negative than it is the positive. You know what I'm talking about. You know, it's just like, we're, we're kind of wired that way. We're, we're hardwired to easy to believe in the negative. 
I'll give you an example. I had some pain to shoot through the back of my head. It just came in the back of my head for, I don't know, maybe a, a minute or two. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got an aneurysm. Every time, you know, especially the older you get, now you young people may not believe that, but the older you get, every, every little thing, you know, is this, uh-oh, what's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, one, one day, I may have said this before, my jaw got to moving. And it was going, I mean, it was twitching. My, I'm like, what in the world is going on? I went into the mirror and looked, and it's like, uh, maybe I'm just feeling this. I could see it. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh, man. So every time, I, and it did this for days, and I went around people, and I was like, <laughs> like, man, this is strange. I, I thought that thing would be gone now. So I decided, you know what? Let me go ahead and look that thing up and see what's going on. What did I do that for? You know, you can ask Google everything. But for some reason, I don't know how Google has it all sorted out. You know, I don't know how, I, you know, I, they must have some sort of sorting uh, thing behind the scenes of Google where it says, I want you to put all the worst things first. And I look, and the first thing that thing talked about is I had some sort of brain tumor. So the reason why you had these twitches, brain tumor. Automatically, I'm like, oh my God, I got a brain tumor. I had to slap myself silly. Man, no, you don't. And then finally, after keep, I kept on researching and whatever. I call it research. That's really not real. We call, you know, that's crazy how everything we look for on the Internet, we call it research. That's not research. <laughs> you get anything on the Internet. I kept on going through and I realized, hey, at the very end of my searching, Scratch the re out. My searching, I found it said, well, this is just temporary and it can just go away in the moment. And you know what happened? As soon as I started believing that, it went away. <laughs> when I was thinking it was something crazy, that thing was going off like crazy. See, that was my virtual reality. This man began to look and he saw. See, it wasn't that my face wasn't twitching. It was. It was my reality. But it wasn't the full picture. And this man looked out and he saw the enemy. And God, uh, the man of God said, let this man see what, what he ha- doesn't have the ability to see right now. Some of you need to understand and look beyond what you can only see with your natural eyes. I know it looks bad right now. I know it looks all downhill right now. But you need to understand, once you get down to the valley, there's another mountain to get to. It's not as bad as you think it is. If you are a child of God, if you've been called, I'm telling you what, folks, we, we, if we can just change, see, it works, faith works just like this. I believe God is about to. I believe because his word says, I believe, and, and you know what, that something happens to me. Because I believe that's a positive flow that goes on. That's a, a positivity that's created because of my faith. Faith is working. It's working in my spirit. It's working in my mind. And, and then I begin to speak things and things begin to happen. And But see, faith works also the same way on the opposite. And that when I begin to speak negative things. I begin to speak negative things. Negative faith works the same way. 
Bible tell, tells us in, in Isaiah chapter 46, listen to this. Remember the former things, verse number 9, of old. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. You see, that's what we need to get to. You know, because a lot of times we can only see from our vantage point. And God is saying, I see the end from the beginning of it. Now, you can only see right here because you're at the beginning of the thing. But God says right here where you are, in the midst of your circumstance, in your virtual reality, you can only see a certain way. And I'm going to have to give you eyes to see all the way over here where I am because I see the end from the beginning. And you can only see from your vantage point and you can only see your virtual reality. But if I can, if you can just allow me to open up your eyes, you'll see beyond what you're going through right now. You'll see beyond your limitations. You'll see beyond your flesh. You'll be, see beyond your difficulties. We get so wrapped up in, in all the things that's going on wrong. Or things that take a long time, so to speak. Now, what is a long time? If something happens when it's supposed to happen, it's not a long time. Hello? If I set it up, uh, an appointment up for two weeks, I know at that appointed time I'm going to fulfill that appointment. I don't expect it the next day or the next week or the next month. Well, well it was two weeks ago, it wouldn't be the next month, right? But you get the point. And so God says, I see the thing at the end from the beginning. And we need to get in that particular mode. And, and, and as this particular passage of scripture goes on where the man of God said, hey, uh, let him see what he needs to see. And, and God showed him all the, 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 the multitudes of angels that were with God. He said, hey, there are more that's with us than be with them. And, and, and sometimes it doesn't seem that way. Sometimes it doesn't feel the way. Sometimes it seems like everything is against us. I had some honest folks in the house. That's when we're enveloped by our circumstance. And so the man of God said, hey, there's something bigger. There's something more. There, there are more beyond. If, I, if God could pull back the scales from our eyes. If we could see all the spiritual activity, all the, the angelic hosts, and you say, man, the devil's always on my back. Let me tell you something. That only one-third of the angels got cast out. That means it's two-thirds more that didn't get put out. Not only do they, the angels have them two to one, God angels have them two to one. But the devil's no match for God. He's not his counter, you know. And here we are, and we get all caught up in that. And so the man, the man of God said, let this guy see. The guy saw, and, and then all, what happened, all of a sudden, the man of God struck the people with blindness. 
and he led that army to Samaria, which was the capital of Israel at that time. And then when they opened their eyes, they were surrounded. And go, the story goes on that uh, things got pretty, I'm not getting into the details, the thing got pretty, really bad in Israel. And the Israelites went into a, a famine and, 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 and women started eating their children. And one woman said, hey, I tell you what, you eat my child, we eat your child today, and then tomorrow we'll, we'll eat my child. And, and, yeah, it's cannibalism. I know it's crazy, but it happened. And so they ate this woman's child. The next day the woman hit her child, and it was a big problem. They went and told the king, and the king said, you know what? I'm going to kill Elijah this day. It's his fault. And, and so they come into Elijah. He's sitting at the table. And I, that's what I didn't understand. They were sitting at the table having a feast during a famine. He was at the king's table. They were eating while it was a famine. And, 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 and Elisha sit back and said, this time tomorrow. You see, when you're in the midst of your virtual reality, you can't even see tomorrow. You don't know. See, God can do it just like that. Not when you're faithless, because when you're faithless, you won't see it. And so the, God, the man of God says, hey, to this time tomorrow, I'm telling you, this thing going to change completely. He said, you're going to be able to get fine flour. You're going to be able to get this and that just for a little bit of money. And one guy stood up and he said, he said, uh, I forget what he said. He kind of pretty much rebuked the man of God. I don't have time to get into it. And the man of God stood up and said, you know what? It's going to happen tomorrow. You're going to see it, but you're not going to taste it. You will see, but you won't partake of it. You won't participate in it. And then the next verse said, there were four lepers. Seems so insignificant. They go, they're going through a famine. Things are getting bad. People are, are eating children and everything else. And the man of God is, 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 is uh, you know, that people are after the man of God. And he said, oh, it's going to happen tomorrow. And the guy said, oh, no, that, that ain't happening, man. You, you're telling a bunch of lies. He, he, I forget the, the exact word. And the man of God said, you're going you, you know, you, to see it with your eyes just for a moment. You're not going to partake of it. And then he said, there were four lepers. And they were just sitting minding their own business. And the Bible says that God said, and I know some of you know the story. The Bible says, hey, we stand here, we're going to die. We go back in there, we're going to die. Why don't we just go forward and we're going to see what God's going to do? Our situation looks bleak. I know we're lepers and, and our, our virtual reality is this, but why don't we just take a step in the right direction and let's go down where some food is and let's go down where some provision is and let's just see what God is going to do. And the Bible says that God caused those four men, weak and feeble, to walk and it sounded like armies coming from all over the place. And the, church, the Syrian army ran and they left everything and God was able to bless his people. You see, I know would it look like that day but God said on tomorrow it doesn't matter how I do it as a matter of fact I'm going to use something that seems so insignificant to get it done man everything that we've been waiting for and everything that we've been believing for individually and collectively let me tell you something you just don't know you can just take one step around the corner and we are there i believe that we are one step closer i don't oh, thank you for getting that water brother i don't believe oh where's those, where's those brothers that said they was going to help me out here 
This is my virtual reality. But my finality is I'm going to have something to hold this thing in place so I can have my water there. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw this in. So virtual reality is this. This is our virtual reality. The just man falls. But the finality is he gets back up again. Hey, some of you are standing here, I keep falling, I keep falling. And you get so focused on every time you fall. That's your virtual reality. But I'm telling you, that's not the finality. Brother Vic, that's not the finality. For 40-something years, the devil thought he had you. And all it took was some crazy apostolics to, 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 you know, Sister Tina to come to this place and, and then invite this sister and then invite her. Your wife get the Holy Ghost and you say, oh, and God said, I know I went around the long way. I know you did a panoramic view, but here you are back again. Because your virtual reality was not your finality. Bible in the book of Micah chapter 7 says rejoice not against me oh my enemy you know when things are going bad yeah and you know sometimes it's not just the enemy that, that, that rejoices Job had his friends to come around and kind of wag at him so I knew something was wrong with that boy I knew he wasn't right all along mm-hmm uh-huh, yeah, I knew it. I knew it was coming. I saw the way he, oh, I knew that. I, it was coming. You know it was wrong, you know. And then when something happened to his kids, you know you know how people are. Things start going down here. Sure, something ain't right. Rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy. When I fall, my virtual reality, my finality, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, virtual reality, the Lord will be my light, finality. The Bible says, hey, to Joseph say, you know what? Here I am. I get placed, th thrown in the pit. Didn't do anything wrong except for he bragged a little bit. Kind of stuck his chest out a little bit. Said, look at my colors. Uh-huh, look at me. Kind of told on it, you know, ratted his, ratted his brothers out, you know. Hey, Dad, yeah, they doing that stuff again. But he ain't doing anything wrong. You know how it is. We never do anything wrong. Then God had to, you know, take us through a little, some circumstances. Straighten us out a little bit. You know, you heard it. Get our character to catch up with, you know, our calling. All that stuff. Man get thrown in the pit. Sold into slavery. Things are getting real bad. End up in Egypt. Going to Paulus' house and being accused of rape. Man, it, it seemed like it was going downhill. Man, he had a prophecy. And it's funny how your prophecy sometimes take you to completely in the opposite direction. And you get to believe, man, that thing can't happen. No way in the world is just going to happen now. And then it gets thrown in prison. It's impossible. Come on. And no one would have believed that was going to, you know, 
I know, see, we're on this side. We're on 2020 side, you know, hindsight is 2020. And we can say, oh, all we want. But if we were right there with Joseph, we said, man, so I knew something right, wasn't right with that family. Man, I know, I know that guy had like four wives. I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. You know, that little boy, you know, he, you know, now I see where he is. You know his brothers were talking stuff. Well, see, that was the virtual reality. And God was painting a picture, seemingly, seemingly negative. And God was allowing some things to happen in his life, seemingly negative. And God was allowing some circumstances to transpire, seemingly uh, uh, what, you, what you would call permanent circumstances. He, <laughs> seemingly like that it was no way, shape, or form that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. And God was allowing these things to happen in, in, in Joseph's life. And as Joseph kept on turning and things kept on getting worse and kept on getting worse, and then he made one turn one morning. And he ended up in, in, in the Pharaoh's courts. Just like that. He had, he had no clue. No, no, you know, pre, you know, precursor or, hey, it's about to happen. God didn't say tomorrow, it's, it's going to happen. Ne next week it's going to happen. And all of a sudden, his virtual reality became his finality. And he said, hey, I know you meant it for evil. Everything that you have done in my life, I know you. Don't you know the devil meant it for evil? God didn't never tell you evil wasn't coming. Now, I can tell you, if, if, if they meant it for evil, you can mark it down all these different things. And you can say, there's no way in the world this thing is good. No, hey, everything that happened, somebody else may have meant it for evil. The adversary that began to work in Job's life met for evil. Everybody that was coming against Job met for evil. His friends met for evil. But hey, God did not. He said, you met for evil, but God meant it for good. Because hey, I may be surrounded by my virtual reality, but sooner or later, God is going to show up on the scene and he's going to give me the finality of it all. Bible says many, many, you better write this down. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm not just a figure of speech. Somebody's ready to get their iPad, get their, let me write this thing down. Many are the afflictions of the unrighteous. Put that on the screen, Psalms 34, 19. See, that's a week. Mm -hmm. Now, we wanted to say the opposite. We know they should get what's coming to them right now. Hello? Huh? We're the child of God. We're the children of God. They should be getting afflicted, not us. Let's just keep it real. That's what we expect. I'm a child of God. I should Nothing shouldn't come my way. Weapons formed against me shall not prosper. Uh-huh. He didn't say anything about not having affliction, though. I'm sorry. Because all the scripture we want to read, no weapon. We want to be like Ray Lewis. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. Applying it all wrong and everything else. Let me go on talking about him. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. Many. 
Everybody say many. Now, are you righteous? Some of you don't know. Hey, somebody scratch that head. Many. Now, we wish it said a few. Hello? We wish it said a few. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's my virtual reality. I must look around. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But here comes my finality. It doesn't stop there. I'm so glad for the B-U-T in my life. The Lord delivereth them. All. All. Not some affliction. All affliction. Hey, I see what my virtual reality looks like. But I'm telling you, my finality is going to come. And I don't know how long I'm going to be in this affliction. But one thing I do know, God is going to deliver me out of it. My finality is coming. Don't rejoice yet. Don't throw in a towel yet. Bible says for our light. Now he already told us. Now go ahead and put this on the screens. Second Corinthians chapter four. I'm, 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 I'm winding this thing down. He already told us many are the afflictions of the righteous. But then he lets us in on a little clue in the New Testament. See that was Old Testament. That's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Sorry if I didn't give you the verse. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. For our light. Everybody say light. Our light affliction. Yeah. I know it's heavy. When you look at it from a certain perspective, it's real heavy. It weighs you down. That's when Jesus said, hey, take your care, and you cast it on me. Yeah. I'm going to lighten the load for yeah. you. Hey, everything that you're going through, it doesn't have to be as heavy. On the other side of the cross, it was heavy. Come on. on this side of the cross, hey, I'm going to carry some of it for you. But this light affliction, which is but for a moment, look at what that light affliction does. Oh, here we go. What does it do? It works for you. <laughs> We're going to let your affliction work for you. You can't let your light affliction work for you when you're complaining about it. Here we go. You can't let your light affliction do the work where God intends for it to do when you're griping about it, when you're accusing God about it. Job said, hey, naked I came into this world. Hey, I'm going to tell you, naked I'm going to leave. The, the, the Lord blesses, the Lord giveth, and the Lord take away. I'm not going to accuse God. Come on, man. I understand. This is my virtual reality. But I'm telling you, he said, hey, hey, I'm going through something. I can't see God on the right, the left, front, back. Hey, but he knows the way that I take. And hey, when he's done with me, I'm going to come forth as fine gold. I'm telling you what, I understand what my finality.
something is going to be. I'm going to see God one day face to face. My light affliction is working for me. You're going to let it work for you. It works far, a far more exceeding, exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Because what we go through, our virtual reality, the things that we go through and we wonder what in the world is going on. God, you must have taken the wrong turn. Maybe somewhere I, I, I lost my senses. And God is saying, hey, I'm going to work something. That's why he said all things work together for good. God is able to take every single thing you and I have ever gone through and take that thing and work it towards good. Too many times when God is working and doing something, you know what we want to do? We get scarred up and we hide the scars. And all we're doing is hiding our testimony. You see a scar is a sign that I've been healed. But I had one time I was wounded. One time I was torn up. One time I was shredded. One time I was just bleeding out. But somebody took the time to stitch me up. Somebody took the time to take care of me. Somebody took the time to nurture me. And now I have something to show. Hey, everything is going to be all right. It was just temporary. Hey, it was just a temporary situation. But it's not the finality. I have something to show for it. Everybody stand. I see people they buying these things and I told my wife, I don't really want to put one of those things on my head. Because I don't, you know, they, and it's, they say, now, if you put it, I'm, that's fine. God bless you. If you like to do that, you want to bungee jump and all that kind of stuff. Go, you want to jump over off of bridges and all that with one rope hanging on your head upside down, blindfolded and all that. You go right ahead. Help yourself. God bless you. I'm not into all that. They put those things on and they, they say, you know, you have to be seated. And you have to move everything from around you because you might hurt yourself or someone else. Why? Because this thing seems so real. It, 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 it's so you can hurt yourself. And you, people get to swinging and all that. And as a matter of fact, people have to back back up and get out of the way or whatever because your virtual reality says you got to defend yourself. Your virtual reality says you have to fight back. Your, your virtual reality says you got to duck and, and you got to move and, and you better watch out and people fall over chairs and all that. And then when you take that, everything off, you realize, hey, that was just an illusion. It wasn't all real. It was real to me because that's what the only thing that I could see. I limited my view based on covering my head and everything around. And now I can't really see reality 
Now my, my true view is hidden. And all I can see is what's in front of me. All I can sense is what's around me. And all I can feel is everything that's going on right now. And this is my reality. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm faced with. And as long as I keep this thing on my eyes and on my head, I won't be able to do anything else but to respond to what I see and what I feel. Because this is my reality. I wish somebody would get free of that and realize that there's something beyond your your uh, temporal lobe and something beyond your frontal lobe and something beyond your eyesight and something beyond what you see right there and see that God has a bigger picture and a bigger plan for you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's happening in your life. But if we can see what God has for us, if we can see what God has for us in 2017, if we can see what God has for us for 2018, if we can see what God has for us beyond what we're going through right now, won't somebody begin to lift their hands up and to begin to pray and say, God, I want to see beyond what my natural eyes are showing me. I want to see beyond my temporary circumstances. I want to be see beyond my today, God. And I want to see beyond my temporal things that I see right now. I don't see things things changing. I don't see me being used in, a, in the, the, the kingdom of God like I thought I should be. I don't see me living a life that's so powerful in God and, and being used in the miraculous and the supernatural. I don't see those things that have been prophesied about. I don't see those miracles. I don't see God moving in the dimension and the realm that we've talked about. I don't see those souls coming in. God help us to look beyond Come on in the name of Jesus Christ. God, help us look to look beyond. In the name of Jesus. God, help us to get eyes of faith. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help me to look beyond my circumstances. In the name of Jesus. This is what I want to happen. I want everybody to come up here that's been going through something, battling something, and, and your mind is just caught up on those things, and you can't see the plan of God, and you you can't see beyond your circumstances, and and, and your reality is not good right now, and, and all you can see is the things that you're caught up with right now. Come on, God wants to show you there's a bigger picture. God wants to show you there's a bigger plan. God wants to show you he has more for you. Come on in the name of Jesus Christ. Let him do it right now. Let him do it right now. Let it work right now. Come on, I know what it seems like. I know what it feels like. I know what you're sensing right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you there's more. I'm telling you God is wanting to do something. I'm telling you God is wanting to move in your life. Come on all over this house right now. Come on, if you're going through something, I want you to come on right now. God is about to do something right now. God is about to move right now. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Come on, let it work right now. Shando Robo Hosata Maha Shay. Shayando Robo Sata Maha Sata Maha. Ika Robo Suta Yahamaha. Ika Tarunda Lalamaho Sata Maha. Ika Tarunda Lalamaho Say. Shayando Robo Lamaho Sata. Shikotoro. Come on, somebody, right now. Come on, begin to move right now. Come on, won't you find somebody to pray with right now? In the name of Jesus. 
Romo Siando Ikayahamahaya. Come on, dare to believe that God is, is wanting to do something great. Dare, dare to believe. Dare to believe. Dare to believe. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on, that's it, in Jesus' name. Yeah, ando Romo Hosakamahaya. She ando Romo Hosakamahaya. Ando Lolo Romo Hosakamahaya. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Let God do it. Let God change your thinking. Let Him change your vision. Let Him change your focus. Let Him change your eyesight. Let Him change your perspective. Let Him change your vantage point. Let Him change what you see in the name of Jesus Christ. That's it right now. Yeah, I'm the Robo Hosaka Mahaya.